You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. As always, I'm Andrew and with me is Jared. Hello. Hi, hello. How was your Thanksgiving weekend? It was it was very enjoyable. Thank you. We spent time with both my family and my wife's family and went for some nice walks outside while the weather still allows for it. So very nice. How was yours? I was good. It was different with all the rules and regulations in place, but yes. uh, there's lots to be thankful for. We have lots to be thankful for in Canada. Yeah. And uh, and I just realized that, you know, as we uh, started this podcast, our Canadian listeners will know what we're talking about. But from those uh, those of like who tune in from other countries like the U.S., they're going to be like, what are they talking about? That's true. This was the Thanksgiving weekend in Canada. Yeah, it's different here, just so you guys know. Uh, but we have so much to be thankful for uh, in Canada. Yeah. But, you know, we, I thought it would be good to start off today's episode. And we're going to share some recent news uh, from the persecuted church today, but I wanted to start off with something that we're really thankful for. And so recently we got news from one of our partners in Bangladesh, uh, and they actually shared a, a video of the recent baptism of dozens of secret believers. And so wow. that video, uh, we're going to put it up on our social media, and you can check it out there at Open Doors Canada, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, But these Christians are all conference from another religion, one of our, our partners shared. And so we, we want to celebrate uh, with this, with the brave step that these believers have taken. For most of them, it's, if not all of them, because of their baptism, persecution awaits. Uh, their families and communities uh, may reject them. Some will even be attacked and are expelled from the village. And we actually, if you remember, Jared, way back when, we actually did an episode about uh, what baptism means uh, for a believer, particularly from uh, a Muslim background. It's a, it's a huge step uh, for those in the persecuted church. And so we celebrate with these uh, brothers and sisters, and I encourage you to check out that video. For those of you who don't know, Bangladesh is number 38 on the Open Doors World Watch List. Christians who are converts from Islam or from tribal religions must gather in small house churches or secret groups due to fear of attack. Many Christian groups are targeted with attacks and death threats. And Christians who belong to ethnic minority groups like the, the Rohingya are doubly vulnerable as they are ha- harassed both because of both their religion and their ethnicity. Yep. And so there's a lot happening in Bangladesh these days, and it's a, a country that needs to be in our prayers. And so that's a, a good place to start, I think, uh, something we're thankful for. Yeah, going around the world with some recent news stories uh, takes, back, takes us back to India where we, we talk about India a lot, and there's uh, some more news that's come out of it in recent weeks. So at the end of September, we got a report that there was a mob that targeted uh, about 15 different Christian families at a, in a particular village in India. Uh, reports are saying that there was about two to 3,000 villagers who gathered to, um, to attack these uh, Christian families, and they were beating their houses and and driving them away and um uh we don't believe anyone was killed 
but uh, but the attacks were were pretty violent nonetheless. So the houses were were ransacked and the people were kicked out of them. Um, and it sounds like these these Christians, about seventy five Christians, had to flee their homes and they're now living in other villages. Uh, they've not been able to return home. The police were called at the time, but didn't do anything to stop the mobs. And these villagers just, uh, like I said, two or 3,000 of them, drunk and carrying sticks and weapons, just took over these, these Christians' homes. And there's so much damage to their homes. There's no shelter that they can return to. Police are monitoring the situation, but again, the tension is still so very high. But, you know, we're talking about uh, Thanksgiving and being thankful. And one of the victims said, No, I'm not leaving Christ. I came to faith after God healed me from a disease that hurt my throat and my chest. My wife's leg wasn't working properly. We were both healed after prayer. It's Jesus who gives healing. It's better to die for him. Only he is the truth. Yes, we are afraid, but only a little. God is with us. And Andrew, that quote is something that makes me thankful, which is just the courage of our Indian brothers and sisters who, in the face of even being driven away from their homes and driven out of their village and looking for shelter elsewhere, they're still wanting to follow Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, one of the other church leaders, when talking about the event, quoted Isaiah 41, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right. And, and uh, verses like that take on a whole new meaning mm-hmm. uh, when you hear about the experiences of our brothers and sisters in India like this. Let's uh, turn our eyes to Somalia. Uh, this news comes from Middle East Concern. Uh, it is the source of this information. Uh, and this actually happened in Somalia land, which is an area of Somalia that claims independence, but a lot of most of the world doesn't see it, doesn't acknowledge that claim. But anyways, the police in Somaliland have arrested a Christian couple. Uh, police came to the house of, a, of this couple on September 21st, being alerted of, and I say this in air quotes, suspicious activities. Mm-hmm. And after they found Christian materials, arrested them. The couple have three children. At an October 5th press conference, uh, a police colonel stated that the two individuals had been arrested for being apostates and evangelists spreading Christianity, with the case to be forwarded to the relevant court. He also threatened that whoever dares to spread Christianity in this region should be fully aware that they won't escape the hand of the law enforcement officers and that the spread of Christianity will not be allowed and it is considered blasphemy. He, he, he went on to encourage citizens to report those spreading Christianity to the police. And so the arrest and the detention of this couple has caused great fear among the local Christian community, with many believers beginning to flee, even going to other countries. And so we want to pray. Uh, we want you to pray for our, our brothers and sisters in Somalia and Somaliland. And we're going to pray at the end of this episode. Uh, but we should be praying for this couple that has been detained uh, may they experience God's closeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, pray for their children. For God's strength for those who fled and wisdom to know if and when they should return. And, uh, and you know, just pray that, that 
the church would take root in Somalia, even amongst threats like that from the police, that Christians would be, uh, but many would be drawn to Christ. Mm-hmm. Somalia is the number three country on the world watch list. It's a very, very dangerous area for Christians. And speaking of very, very dangerous areas, um, our last little bit of news this week comes from North Korea, which is number one on the world watch list and has been for many years. So, Andrew, today we're recording on October the 13th. October 10th, this past Saturday, was the 75th anniversary of the founding of what is called the Workers' Party of Korea, which is the ruling party in North Korea, the one that follows uh, Kim Jong-un, and before him, Kim Jong-il, and before him, Kim Il-sung, the founder of the monolithic ideal society ideal society in, uh, in North Korea, that is. The Workers' Party of North Korea is, it, it follows uh, some, some established guidelines of, they say, how to make this, this society work, which includes, you know, things like following the absolute authority of the, uh, of the great leader, Kim Il-sung, and his descendants. Things like uh, making that revolutionary ideology our faith, uh, making his instructions our creed, wants to uh, strengthen the entire party's ideology and willpower and revolutionary unity, once again, centering on the great leader, Kim Il-sung, um, a number of other ideals that are along the same lines. Now, the party was founded in October 1945. It was associated at the time with the Communist Party of Korea, um, and then eventually became known as the Workers' Party. And at the time, there were a couple other democratic political parties, uh, including the Christian Social Democratic Party and the Christian Liberal Party, which were established by pastors and Christian activists. And the Workers' Party, 75 years ago, was just another political group. But when Kim Il-sung became the leader of North Korea in 1948, he used his powers actually to arrest these democratic Christian political groups, their members, their leaders. And they were offered two options, either support communism or flee the country. And it resulted in over 1 million North Korean activists and Christians fleeing to South Korea. And to this day, no other legitimate political groups have been allowed. So um, there's actually um, a believer who shared a few things about, uh, about their memories of the Workers' Party. And uh, she lives in the UK now, but she grew up in North Korea. And the Workers' Party, uh, when she thinks back to her, reminds her of being forced to take part in these celebrations for the anniversary every year and she says and i quote i had to take part in singing or other public events regardless of my will there was no choice and she wonders if the party had never been founded would north korea have been a a better place now well she says and again i quote it's pointless saying it after so many years but who knows there could have been a better society but there are no alternative options or choices for the people of north korea there's actually another believer, and we're calling him Timothy, who's uh, got a little bit of an audio clip. So we're going to listen to that, and then we're going to take a few minutes and pray. My brothers and sisters, every North Korean is going through the process of life and death. As you can imagine, it is because the current workers' party has forsaken their primary responsibility to protect their own citizens from starvation, oppression, and persecution. 
but God hasn't. God has not forsaken them. He loves Korea and Korean people. His people and community continue bringing hope to North Korean people. And I know it because I experienced it. When I first went to China, these people like you who gave me the unconditional love of bread, soup, cloth, and they were praying for my situation. That is our hope. As long as God is at work, these people are there and there is hope for my people and my homeland, North Korea. And so just as Timothy has encouraged us to pray for our brothers and sisters in North Korea, let's, uh, let's pray for them and pray for the other needs that we mentioned today. Father God, we come before you guided with grateful hearts that you have saved us, that you have, God, set us free from sin and death, God, and given us eternal life through Jesus Christ. God, and we lift up to you our brothers and sisters today. God, we think of our brothers and sisters in North Korea who are suffering so much. God, we pray that you would strengthen our brothers and sisters there. God, I pray that the government would take steps to protect its people, God. Uh, they would allow aid to come in. They would allow food to come in, God, to feed the people. God, that we wouldn't see, God, the, these 10 million plus people that the UN say are at risk of, of going hungry, God, that we wouldn't see a great amount of deaths from this, but that the government would allow uh, aid agencies to step in and provide. God, we pray for our brothers and sisters there. May you strengthen the church, even amidst this, this, even amidst all that is happening there. God, may the church rise up and be salt and light. God, even as they have to be very careful and very secret, God, may more and more come to faith in Jesus Christ. God, we pray for uh, this couple in Somalia, God, we pray that you would let your presence be known to them. May they experience your grace and your mercy and your love. Be with their children and protect them. God, we pray that you would be with the church in Somalia and those who have fled, give them wisdom to know if and when to go back. God, I pray that you would strengthen the believers there, God, that they may uh, continue to serve you. God, we pray for uh, these seven, uh, 75 Christians in India that are now without homes because of this attack. God, we pray that you would provide for them. God, may the church rise up and strengthen one another, be an encouragement to one another, God, and may they continue to uh, hold on to you just as uh, we read that quote from that man, God, that uh, that they would they would hold on to you, that they may be afraid, but God, is you're with them. And God, we also pray for these believers in Bangladesh who have surrendered their lives to you. We pray, Jesus, that you would be with them as they go out and, and they're going to face persecution, God. May they continually fix their eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith. God, and may they continue to follow you wholeheartedly. God, strengthen them, encourage them. God, we're so thankful for these brothers and sisters that 
and are part of our family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of the World Watch Weekly Podcast. As always, if you want to learn more, you can visit us at www.opendoorsca.org and follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada. Please remember to give the podcast a review and a subscription, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org. Click Get Involved, and then click Prayer. Prayer.